Hey y'all. Hi. Welcome back to the show. We are Ash and Jules, and today we are on back to school mode. So perfect thing to do is talk about teachers. I know today will be the first day of school for many people in NYC. Happy first day of school, but now it's also triggering us because we're thinking about how school was in the past for us, and we ain't liking what we're thinking about right now. I don't know. Because for, I'll, I'll say that for the most part, it, it wasn't bad. It's not like what I'm experiencing now in the schools and seeing how trash, not all public schools, but some public schools, especially in bad neighborhoods, well, quote-unquote bad neighborhoods, are like, my experience wasn't bad compared to that, you know? But I feel like more could have been done, which is something uh, some of the public schools do, right? That, you know, they go out of their way to make sure, you know, parents have some sort of resources or knowledge of what to do with their child and any help they may need. Exacto. And it's pretty sad because, you know, everything kind of falls on the teacher. Like, they're expected to do the academic, the parenting, and also social-emotional support. If the child is breaking down, God forbid you don't identify that quick enough and something bad happens, that will fall on you. Even though you're only with this child in an academic setting. And as much as they try to say you got to touch into a social-emotional, there really is no time for that during the day especially when you're stressing math and science all day and the subjects that oh, they actually care about not that you personally care about but that they care about it's so crazy because this summer i worked summer school and you know it was more promoted as something fun and engaging for the kids and relaxing and make them feel comfortable so we there was a huge emphasis at least in my classroom on social emotional and i did notice a lot of differences in my students because they were more open and engaged and i kind of got a hint of how they were feeling compared to the regular school year when you're going so fast just trying to get through all the material that's the thing there's a huge emphasis on you need to cover every single subject that we put um in the agenda for the whole year and the material so it's like you're kind of stressed and having to do that and it's not like you don't care about the child's social emotional but we don't got time for that right now you could talk to the guidance counselor about that but guess what you also the guidance counselor mm-hmm. so it's not like every school just just has that readily available for all the students it's there for some students um, whose parents were informed of, you know, you could go the extra step and have your child have a counselor. But that's not going to be the case for every student. Exactly. And the thing that really is the thing is just like, yeah, in the past, I don't really know, like, what was the procedure? Like, the teachers have to look out for the social emotional or is there something new that happened along the way as we got older and we didn't get to really experience it much? Because I'm telling you, nobody asked me nothing, even in high school, at least for me. Oh, yeah. And sure. that was, what, 2005 to 2009? 
So this is Damn, going you old. back. You were in high school 2005. <laughs> old. <laughs> well, it's like worse because my husband was actually entering college in 2005. Hey. So when I graduated in 2009 from high school, he was graduating college in 2009. So it's kind of weird because he was like an adult when I was still a child. Well, so while we experienced the same thing, we experienced it within different maturity levels, which is pretty interesting, but still kind of sucks. But he has spoken about having positive relationships with his guidance counselor in high school. I did not have that. Let's just say he was doing that during 2005. No, not 2005. 2001 to 2005, he was in high school. Oh, it's better than me and my boo because he was in high school Girl, in 1994. So goodbye. <laughs> when you was born, yeah, you know my thing. Love him, but as you see, even from then there was still nothing going on. No support, no help. Like our high school was talking about abstinence when that's not reality in 2005, 2009. Even though there was nobody pregnant when I was in high school, it did begin to happen. That's funny because I think two girls, one girl, two girls in my class ended up pregnant. They waited till senior year, though. Very impressive. Very proud. That's just scary to me but you know what that also has to do with sex education a lot of parents are not going to talk to you about it but at least if they do it in school like you will get educated i feel like in our school they were just telling us not to do it when in reality we're gonna everyone do was doing it there was girls having sex in the fucking bat in the bathroom I guess, I guess it doesn't matter, though, because they're not going to get pregnant, so I guess... <laughs> oh, we went but, to an all-girls school? Yeah, yeah, I should, I should practice that. Like That's yeah. wild, though. Like, that's what you're doing for breakfast? <laughs> She's eating good. <laughs> She's eating very well. But, um... Yeah, I feel like, you know, obviously, you know, I, I did the freaky freaky, the devil's tango. Um... When I was in high school. You slut. Oh, shit. But luckily, you know, knock on all the wood, I still haven't been pregnant. But it's not because I got some huge, wonderful course at school or from my mom about, oh, you have to use condoms or go on birth control, blah, blah, blah. Most of it is I knew about condoms and just pure luck and prayer. But I could have easily ended up pregnant. It could also do with the fact that obviously my reproductive system, the low off, since my period is very, extremely irregular. But, you know, I just have to be grateful that I was not one of the, what do they call those? The, the wives' tales or, I don't know, some, some stupid white people saying about, is that racist? Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's okay. I don't mean any harm by it. So it's, it's always fine. It cancels out. Either way, there's always that weird saying, you know, that I, I didn't become a statistic or of some sort, which is great. That makes me happy. And I'm sure that made my family happy. But I didn't get knocked up by some rando. Thank what? you. 
or by one of the, you know, cheerleaders, boyfriends. Anyways, that's besides the point. The point is, for me at least, I feel like most of the teachers I had, like, a connection with came from our elementary slash middle school. I never know what to call Our Lady of Refuge because it's a school from, they have a they have pre-K to eighth grade. I was there from first to eighth. So, like, I have the tendency to call it elementary school, but I also went to middle school there. So what the fuck do I call that? Primary school? I don't know. Either way, that main school is where I had connections with more teachers. Because once I hit high school, none of those bitches gave a fuck. They were too busy trying to compete to see who could give the most attentions, which is a severe sickness. Get help. And then when I got to college, you think college professors give a fuck about you? No. They're there for money. I'm there to get money in the future. So it all works out. So none of us are paying attention to each other. So I feel like that's when um, you kind of have to depend on your early education to kind of shape you and help you the most. Because that's the thing that I, I myself have even like come to realization that after a certain grade and a certain age, you, you can't help the child much anymore. It's already been influenced. Exactly. They've already got into their head that this is the way it's going to be. And you, you can't do much anymore. You could try, but you're only going to have that student for that one year. After that, it's back to the same old bullshit. Because let's face it, most people don't give a fuck about anything. Most, I want to I be wrong about this, but I feel like most people who get into education do it because it's, easy, it's pretty easy to become a teacher or get work within the school system. It's not a hard task. Because everybody quitting? Not even that. It's just, it's really not hard. Look at all the fucking idiots doing it. It's really not that difficult. Anyone could get into it. I could get into it. And I'm a lazy, dumb bitch who doesn't even know how to talk to people. That's a lie. I'm, I'm really good at talking to people. But I don't know how to teach. That's the difference. So even I could do it. So that's a red flag when anyone could do it. Which is why I feel like it needs to get a, a little more difficult to do. Because this is a serious job. This is as serious as being a doctor, a lawyer. Well, I don't know. Anything. In New York, it's kind of hard. But I feel like nowadays, in the past, it was like easier for people to get in. Is but it now, I feel like it, it's nah, not. Nah, that shit was mad difficult, honestly. I'm not going to lie to you. And it cost a lot of money. Is it because it was hard or it was just a lot of work? Uh, it's a lot of work. There you go. Anyone could do a lot and of work. And it's hard. Not anyone. Most people are lazy and want things easily handed to them. Like, to tell you the truth, like, most jobs, you just apply and then you do a quick orientation and you're in. Because from my experience, because for whatever reason, my class ended up being the class that got all the fellows. And out of all the fellows that we, we've seen, only one of them had real potential. So no. That's what I'm saying. Like, so from I think it was a lot of people go through the process, but they don't really. They all make finished it. though. They all finished. They all graduated. That's what I'm saying though. It may seem hard and like it's gonna be the the worst thing ever, and it's, no, I'm not gonna say it's not a lot of work, but it's not the most impossible thing to do. 
because I saw a lot of people that didn't even make it. Because out of the six, there was either five or six fellows that we got. All of them graduated, but only one of them was good. From the ones that I saw, there was more fellows that we had that came to the school. But not all of them were great. Listen, if you know how to play the game, you can definitely weasel your way and do what you got to do. But that's but what I'm saying. With a me, job like this, you can't have weasels. You exactly. can't have people who only put in the effort now and won't put it later. You have to have people who are going to actually care and who are actually going to do their job and going to take it serious. But personally, for me, it was very hectic, stressful. But you also and obviously, I, exactly, I did take it seriously because this is my career, my life path, and what's funding my family. So... I definitely had more different pressure on me, but it, it definitely wasn't easy. And obviously, like, you don't really know what you're getting into. Like, even in those first couple of months where you're training, you're not really dealing with the real issues. It's not when you start realizing that, oh, my God, like, these kids are not going to be, I mean, we're not even talking about academics now. Like, these kids are not just going to be, like, regular kids, like, and I mean regular, like, oh, regular Susie that just goes to school and comes back and she's not going through any major issues and she's able to learn and everything just, if you help her, she learns it right away. Like, it's not going to be like that. You have kids that are going, going through homelessness, shelter, hunger, poverty, mental illness sexual abuse like it's just crazy and it's just like like that's overwhelming like that's a lot but again what before you even become a teacher you're just thinking about oh yeah you just think it's just teaching and and then that's it it's over now yeah exactly so it requires lifelong training lifelong classes lifelong learning and development that i think that's when it becomes more difficult but what ends up happening as well is that you have these people that are very old school they've been there for 45 years and don't want to retire for whatever reason because they're fucking sick in the head probably either way they have these people there who end up mentoring the new people who come in so then they also pick up this old school habit and negativity yeah and then that's when it gets i went through that because i started working in a place where everyone that worked there had been there for like 20 plus years so they already had the negativity (laughs) and oh you're gonna come in here you're gonna be happy and then after a couple years you're gonna be fucking miserable Oh, all right. Thanks for making me so fucking hopeful. I'm it's just so like, glad I spent why are you like this? Like, I just want to be happy. Like, I'm sorry if that's not your goal in life. But again, going back to the past when we was in school, um, I feel like for me, my issue was that I was like very emotional. I used to cry for everything, like literally. Like, I don't know why I was like this, but I was always crying. For, well, and I swear, all my teachers ever did was say, like, oh, stop crying. Or, like, they didn't really, like, go into deeply. Again, they're not my therapist, but it was just, like, stop crying, LOL. Like, it wasn't even, like, taking anything seriously. It wasn't until I was, like, in seventh or eighth grade that I had a teacher that taught us about, like, psychology therapy, reading books, writing, poetry, and stuff like that. And just like talking it out 
because she was also like a psychology major and I remember she always used to teach us like everything that she used to learn in her classes and that was like great but I feel like even though my experiences with my teachers in the past was mainly good and I feel like they guided me and I trusted them I feel like they really didn't help me like when it came to my mental health per se yeah because you know from like kindergarten to probably second grade I would cry every fucking day because I didn't want to go to school because I had horrible separation anxiety which you know from from the jump you guys see this you see that I'm having pretty much a panic attack because I don't want my mother to leave I would literally have her sit outside the classroom and then when I would look away she would run off which again is also very traumatizing it would make me feel better I would feel worse and I would get into a bigger cry panic attack that the assistant in the, in the classroom, Miss Carmen, she was so sweet, Anais's mom, she would take me to the bathroom so I could wash my face and she would try to comfort me. But it's like at the same time, I could only do so much because the only thing I wanted was to see my mother. I didn't want anything else. You think I wanted to be in here where you fucking losers, you fucking assholes, you strangers, stranger danger? I'm kidding. I loved my teachers. Um, and some of the kids in the, in the classroom were okay, I guess. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, this is an extreme red flag. If it, this happens for the first week, that that's fine. That's normal. But this would happen every day for like two, for the first two months of the school year. Until I, I got to like second or third grade and my mom was like, I, I can't do this anymore. You just got to... Just go, just go to class and get away from me. And, and then I just, I did what my mom said. I just, I, I would suppress everything. That's probably when it all started. She told me to basically stop fucking crying and shut the fuck up. So that's what I did. I shut the fuck up forever. And that fucked me up. But at the same time, it's like those first three, and in kindergarten, I went through all the teachers in that goddamn trailer because I went to to kindergarten in like a public school little trailer thing. You guys, you guys know what that is. You know what it looks like. So they have separate classrooms, the same grade kindergarten, obviously. But I went through all those teachers because none of them wanted me because I would just be fucking crying all day or pissing on myself because I knew that would send me home. Because back in the day, for whatever reason, they didn't realize, oh, you should probably bring spare clothes for your kids. Because, you know, they're kids. They might have an accident of whatever sort. But whatever. I'd piss on myself so I could go home. My grandma would pick me up. I would watch The Little Mermaid. She'd make me food. It'd be great. Either way, no one, no one ever picked up on this. And I feel like nowadays, that's something that's definitely going to be addressed. A hundred, a thousand percent. It has to be addressed. Because this is affecting your academics. I have no idea how I graduated in kindergarten. But... God must love me. That's all I'm going to say. Because that's the only way I passed. Because I don't even remember doing a goddamn thing. I don't remember ever reading. I, I don't remember doing any math. I, I don't remember doing any of that. Because I was too busy crying in the corner. But this also happened in first and second grade. But no one ever thought, maybe we should get this girl to see a therapist. I think for for whatever reason, they thought it was maybe like a language barrier thing. They thought, oh, this girl's probably like a little immigrant. She's probably scared um, of us. That, she don't know what's going on right now. Because that's what I ended up having to do. I had to do ESL for until 
Yeah, until like when I stopped crying in second or third grade, they were probably like, oh, she got used to us. She got used to us Americans, us English speakers. She's fine now. But that that's not a, what it was, guys. It was just that I wasn't, there was something, there's something wrong up here, guys. Someone, does, does no one realize what's happening? No. But... You know, eventually I got to the point where I found comfort in one of the teachers. It was Mr. Castellano, actually, that he just made me feel safe in a way. He was just this friendly giant to me. I'm done. <laughs> from, from second grade, because he would come pick me up so we could leave together at the end of the day. So, you know, he would make me feel comfortable. I would get to sit in his chair. And then this other bitch thought she could take my chair. But guess what, bitch? I'm the favorite here. Get the fuck out of here. Say tough, man. <laughs> well, that's what I'm trying to do. But it's obviously not fucking working. Either way, I saw comfort in him. I saw comfort in Miss Heron. I saw comfort in uh, Miss Ruiz, who... She was originally Miss Ortiz when I met her, but she got married. So I guess I should call her Miss Ruiz. I wonder if she's still married. 50% marriage, divorce rate, you know, it happens. Either way, I did seek comfort in some people and it did get a little bit better. But then I got to high school and no one gave a shit. So then that's when it started to get bad again. And then I went to college. And I wasn't ever really there because I didn't go away to college. So I would literally go to my class and I would go home. Or if I had a job at the time, I'd go to um, to work. Either way, I feel like the school system kind of failed me. Because I feel like I could have definitely like benefited from... You know how people, like, they're allowed to have, like, that extra time and stuff? Mm -hmm. I feel like... I could have qualified for that because when I take tests, I, I get very nervous and I can't focus. And I know that I'm like on a time constraint. So it's like I only have 40 minutes to finish this like 50, 50 question test. So I get nervous. So then I just start guessing. And most of some, sometimes it's because I, I don't know the actual answer. So, you know, I'm just doing process of elimination and just circling my best guess. But other times it's just because. Like, I feel like the time is running out. So I, I kind of just have to, I just pick anything that sounds okay. I'm never sure if it, it's wrong or guess or if it's right. I just I just pick something because I have to get it done. It has to be finished. So that's actually something I should look into right now. I should probably get that paperwork done since I'm going back to school on in two days. So I probably should have done that weeks ago, but, you know, whatever. It's fine. It happens. But there's also, what is it called again? The 504? Is that what it's called? Because there's the IEP. I don't think I needed an IEP because I don't have a, a learning disability or anything like that. I don't have anything behavioral. It's just I need extra assistance and obviously extra attention. So I probably could have done the whole counseling thing to deal with like social emotional things. Because obviously it's very crazy up here. And I also have an issue with, I don't want to call it confrontation, but just like being straightforward with people and, and just 
saying it how it is, but in a more polite manner. Because I was just talking about this with my siblings that with Julian and Jaden, that there was a girl that I went to school with and this was first grade and I think it was my birthday or something of the sort, but we went to the movies and my mom told me to invite this girl because she was, I guess, part of the friend group. I didn't really consider her that, but you know, she lives close enough. I guess that's a friend. I don't know. But she she was saying something to me and I just looked at her. I was just like, who even are you? So I told her, I was like, I didn't even want you to come. My mom told me to to invite you. Like, I don't like you. I don't want to be friends. That's, that's probably not the best way to go about it. I, I probably should have been a little bit more sensitive about it. But at the time, I'm just like, you know, I'm just being honest. And I'm the same way now. Or it might come out bitchy, but I'm just being honest. That's just how I feel. Obviously, I've gotten better at it. I'm just, I'm not just saying, like, I don't fucking like you, bitch. Get away from me. I'm a little bit nicer about it, but, you know, something that could help me. And I also was very quiet. They they brought the principal, Miss Cologne, miss her. Um, she's She didn't pass or anything. I just haven't seen her in a long time. I feel like when people say I, I miss her... It, or him, it's because they they passed. She's fine. I hope. Either way, she brought me to her office because I, I, I didn't talk to anyone. But it's like, I just told you guys about how my mom told me to stop crying and shut the fuck up. She didn't say it like that, but that was what she was saying. So I wouldn't. I was quiet. And also, you guys don't like when we talk in class. So I'm just following the rules. But they brought me to the, to the office. She was like, Oh, you know, we're we're concerned because you don't socialize with anyone. I'm just like, oh, I, I didn't know I was allowed because you know it's on the rule book that we can't talk in class. Which you know I get, you know, because the teacher is teaching. Uh, so I guess you know I couldn't socialize during lunch. I guess I feel like I did. I don't feel like I was ever that that quiet. I had friends, maybe. Not really. I only had my one friend, Leslie, who I'm still friends with to this day. But either way, they, they brought me there. So I was like, oh, okay. So maybe I, I should talk more. And then I started socializing more. And then I got in trouble. I was like, no, 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 no. You guys told me to talk more. So I feel like it's all a trap. They try to help you and then they screw you over. The one time that I felt like someone, a teacher or authority figure was trying to help me, you you fucked me. It's like the people in St. Catharines competing to see who could give more detentions. I didn't get a detention from it, but, you know, I got a, a stern talking to. I'm done. <laughs> I don't really remember what, what was said, but I know that I, I had to sit on the bench. No one wanted to go to the bench. The bench was the worst thing that could happen to you. Not the bench. Because it was a bench outside of the principal's office. Not even outside. It was outside of the principal's office, outside of the secretary's zone. So you were like two doors down from the actual principal's office. That school is very weirdly built. I did end up having to see the guidance counselor a few years later, though, that they finally decided to get... Um. 
And I don't remember why, and I didn't really talk to her about much, but I know that at one point it was because I kicked Christian, and, you know, that's when the whole thing with his ligament, like, sprained his ligament or something, because I accidentally kicked him. He's fine. He's great, I think. I don't know. He could walk. That's important. I don't know if he could run, but why does he need to run? He's not a track star. I probably ruined that for him, but it's okay. White That's cloth, how I feel, though. Impression. But I feel like nowadays there's no trust in teachers, but yet they expect them to do everything for them. So it's like how you could do both. How you don't trust them, but you're still expecting them to show up every day and basically go above and beyond for your child. I think these lazy parents are just looking for an excuse. That's why the kids are so fucking stupid. I think that's what it is. Because honestly, the reason why your kid is probably not doing great is either A, because you're not doing your job, B, there's something wrong, or the very last resort, C, Z, your child just doesn't have a good teacher, but unless all the other students are failing, I don't, I don't see that being the teacher's fault, you know? Exactly. So I feel like you really need to take a long, hard look in the mirror in that case. But that's just me. That's just what I think. Or think about the history of your child throughout schooling. Like, have they ever experienced this? Or is this just a new thing that you're hearing for the first time? Which most of them do act like this is the first time hearing this. But if your child has always been failing, yeah, then there's something else there. If it just suddenly, like, your child is a superstar getting straight A's and now they're failing. Obviously, seek help. Yeah. But you'll be surprised because I had a student that I had for two years, one before the pandemic and the year after the pandemic. And there, before the pandemic in the classroom, he was doing amazing, awesome, passing everything, like amazing student, one of my highest, smartest ones. And then after the pandemic, um, the student was not doing no work, failing, went to summer school, everything. And I referred students to high-risk counseling for kids that all of a sudden are just spiraling down. And obviously, it could have been because of the pandemic and everything going on. And once I referred the student and the social worker was involved and the parents were contacted, the parent was like, oh, but why is my child getting referred to this? My child don't need this. But clearly your child is becoming withdrawn from school and not caring. And they were passing everything before and now they're failing everything and not doing any work. So isn't that concerning to you? First of all, what I know pandemic is obviously different because you're not going home with like the physical test and showing your parents. Exactly. But either way, aren't you also checking your because obviously, you know, I don't have kids, so I don't know how it works. But I'm assuming parents are logging in on the computer to check on their child's grades. At at no point did he do this. Because that's a red flag. Because our mom, she would notice everything. There was no such God thing. forbid you got below a 99.9%. Because you'd be tossed and stabbed. 
Exactamundo. So what I'm trying to say is parents are fucking lazy nowadays. And no one's trying to bash fault. parents because I'm, I'm a trying parent. to. <laughs> and I know that it gets crazy when you're working and you're living life and you're trying to relax. But once you decide to have a kid, you're committing yourself to making sure that your child is good, and that also includes their education. That is not the primary responsibility of the school, but they are a major support because obviously their education, this is what they studied, this is what they're doing. So now for you to refuse services or refuse support, that's a different story because at the end of the day, whether you care or not, trust me, educators will be quick to refer you right away to a specialist that can do the job better because the classroom is already full. So the moment that something don't seem right, trust me, educators will be referring to the nearest specialist to further support your child. But now if you're refusing these services, then now that's a different conversation. And that's when things get a little bit iffy. I feel like for me and the population I work with, I feel like I may have a different perspective because the parents that I usually work with are just usually looking for an easy lawsuit or make some type of money because they don't give a fuck about their kids, which is sad. It's really sad. I I would say for me, at least, I haven't really dealt with a lot of kids whose parents just didn't care about them. But there's definitely a lot. I would say like out of like 100%, let's say, like 70% of those kids, their parents do not give a shit about them. They, They don't. It's just a money pit for them. Like, it's just, like, I could easily get a check from this kid. and If they get worse. <laughs> yeah, basically. If and I help them, they will not be getting the Because the more problems they have, the more money they get. So that's why a lot of these parents say no to medication. Like, oh, you know, your your kid will get better if, you know, you, give, you go to your doctor and they, they could give them a medication for this so they could focus. No, I don't want my kids on any medication. So you're saying you don't want your kids to get better. That's what you're saying? No, I, I just I just don't want to have my kid on and then so you're you're you know, you're neglecting your child's health at this point. Cause your child will only get worse if they continue like this. You know that? And that's when it gets messy because the law protects the parents at all costs. They don't care. And you could call, you could say, oh, but there is laws. And you, you could call ACS. You know what ACS does? Absolutely nothing. They schedule an appointment with you to come view the home. And since it's scheduled, you know when they're coming. So everyone's on their best behavior. And you tell your kid, you better fucking behave or I'm going to fucking stab you like I did yesterday. And then everything's fine. And they know where to jab you because you can't. That's another thing, too, that seems very odd to me, but then it's like, I guess it, it makes sense. It's like you can't ask the child to, like, lift their, like, shirt or sleeves or anything. Like, you can't go looking for anything. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if a child says something, shouldn't I? 
it's it's a very it's a very thin line that you could cross but it's like you know i i feel bad because like i said at the beginning you know after a certain point the kid kind of loses hope and there's just nothing you could do for them anymore because i i tend to especially with like the older kids that i've had i i really i really try to reach them because there's only two scenarios for them if they continue on the path they're on. They're either going to end up dead by the time they're... And this is a statistic. Um, at least for, like, my school, they're either going to end up dead by the time they're... Before they hit 20, let's just say that. Or they're going to be in jail in some type of federal prison before 20. That's just how it is. So I try to tell them, like, is that the life you want to leave? And it's hard at the same time, because if it was up to me, I could help you stay on the right path. But then I have to think, like, your parent doesn't care. So they're not going to help you stay on the path that I'm creating for you, you know? That's why I feel like, it is a team effort. You can't just say it's on the teacher or it's on the parent. It has to be both parties doing what they're supposed to be doing. But at the same time, I'm doing my part. So if you don't get better, there's another party happening. And the only other party that spends a lot of time with you or is supposed to spend a lot of time with you is your guardian, parent, whatever. You won't call them. I don't know. It just gets really messy. And I feel bad. But this is why I like working with younger kids. Because it doesn't get as depressing just yet. I mean, for some of them, yeah. I've had a a, a kid that I, I got from... I, I think she started with us when she was like a kindergartner. Or maybe first. And she had already been through so much for such a young girl. The mom was horrible. She would keep her locked up. She wouldn't feed her. She would just throw candy at her, leave her at home with random men. Horrible, horrible, horrible things. Something a child should never have to go through. Because at the end of the day, you choose to bring this child into this world. I get it. Accidents happen. End up knocked up, whatever. But you have a choice. You always have a choice. Whether you're pro this or pro that, there's always a choice. Either way, just very depressing. You got to be very strong to get into this field, whether you're working with, with in general education or special education. I feel like you got to be very strong and patient and understanding, and you got to put on a lot of different hats. But I feel like that's another thing they have to like advertise when you say, I want to become a teacher. It's not just this you have to you have to be everything you gotta have a strong ass heart man yeah and if you're not an empathetic or understanding or patient person you should never you should never go into this field if you can't check off every single one of those boxes do not get into this field you're gonna you're gonna be doing a disservice to everyone telling you that right now it is the honest truth if you're not going to give it your own your all you can't go into this field because you're going to screw up everybody 
You're going to screw up yourself. You're going to screw up the kids. You're going to screw up the school, the parents, the administration, the whole system. You're going to screw everything up. I don't really know where to go from this. I got really depressed. (laughs) In conclusion, whether you're a teacher, parent, or have a kid in school, a niece in school, just ask the kids what's going on. I feel like that's important. No matter what. Even if the kid is good, even if the kid is a 100% secure, happy child, check in. Just make sure everything's good. Yes, one more round. The Yankees win. Ten games winning streak. This is what's keeping me happy. Anyways, even the kid is 100% secure and happy, check in. You never know. Something may be up. And it it also helps us to become well-rounded people who could understand all types of different emotions. And I think, you know, um, that you could try to talk about this is should something that should become a norm. Forget all this other bullshit. You guys don't even want to teach us the real history. Cancel that. Cancel that. Put in social emotional learning. That's way more important than anything else they're trying to brainwash us with. Look at me going into conspiracy theories. But do that because it'll help us more in the future. Because when we understand people's actions more, we understand the actual person instead of their actions like i was it this episode that we we had mentioned shia labeouf yeah um yeah i'm gonna gonna use him again as an example yes he's he's done horrible things but let's understand how we got to this point oh but you can't you can't use mental health illness whatever as an excuse yeah I, i get that i'm not saying he gets a free pass i'm not saying his actions weren't bad i'm just wondering how we got here you know that's important to find out too and just learning how to express yourself is very important because it could lead to a lot of um misunderstanding misinformation um and anything how could you build a relationship uh, of any kind with whether it's your family or significant other friends, how could you build anything with them if you don't understand humans and how the mind works? It goes back to that psychology, man. It's important, which is why I'm obviously getting into it. I think that's probably why I chose school psychology. Again, anyone who goes into psychology is kind of like a selfish thing. It's just I'm trying to figure out, Yankees fucking win. That's what I'm fucking talking about. 10-game winning streak. Who told? I told you the fucking Yankees were the best. I've been talking about this since the last episode. If you listened to the last episode, if you did, you're amazing. And also, the Yankees are amazing. I'm so proud. Let's go New York. That's all I got to say. Forget what I was saying before. Let's go New York. It's about my Yankees, y'all. In conclusion, stay in school, stay safe, and watch the Yankees. Sponsor us. Look at my husband right there. Look at my husband, Aaron Judge.
Look at my other man, LeMayu. In conclusion, don't be a hoe. What's wrong with being a hoe? Now you slut-shaming me. That's what you're saying. You have five husbands plus? Um, We're about to expand to the 40-man roster, so I have 40 husbands. At least. Plus. Yeah, I'm out. Anyways, this was very, really depressing. School's a scam. Teachers are a scam. Parents are a scam. Why are you saying a scam. I'm a scam? It's okay. I'm, like, I'm walking out my house right now. I'm like a teacher too. It's all right. We're all a bunch of scammers. I'm kidding. Stop. Relax. Look at Chad typing on Twitter already. Oh, did you hear about what she said? Shut the fuck up. I'm kidding. But not entirely. You canceled. I'm not a liar when I say that some teachers and some parents are a bunch of scammers and low lives. You could say that about any career. You could say that about lawyers, doctors. I could say that about an actor, a singer. Conspiracy! I could say that about politicians. I could say that about the garbage. Oh, wait, you can't call them garbage. Please man. excuse her. The vaccine is getting to her brain. And so is this white cloth. The watermelon's good. I've been having the tangerine one. White Claw sponsor. I also had the mango one. It's good. Mm-hmm. I had that before this one. I also had a Stella. So, you know, Stella White Claw. Yankees. Wow. Sponsor us. She wilding right now. I just want all the sponsors so that I don't have to work for the DOE anymore. I need money, so I'll take all the monies from all the avenues, DOE, EOD, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Netflix, Yankees, White Claw, Stella. Netflix? So all the money. Well, we're going to do on Netflix. I don't know if they want to give me a series. About what? Where I don't have to show my face, I'm good. That's not how it works. Oh. You have to show your face there. Unless you create the show and write a script. Where we don't show our face. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You you create your own show and you hide and you have, you know, people created. They get Listen, all I know is that Oh, I thought it was Saturday night. We're on Monday. I was about to say it's Saturday night. I'm about to get lit. I'm about to have another white claw. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to our back to school special. And listening <laughs> to this, I'm probably crying and in the kegel position and sobbing and having an anxiety attack because I got to go back to work tomorrow. Yeah, I'm just stressed because this is a Wednesday, so I have school. And yeah, don't we go back on Thursday? I don't know. All I know is my child starts school on September 8th, and I will be struggling and suffering and crying and going through anxiety and hyperventilating and questioning my life choices. I do that every day. You'll be okay. I'm so sorry. I'm not used to this type of fragility in my lifestyle. Well, grow up. How about that? Man up.
Ma'am, I'm a woman. <laughs> woman up. I shouldn't do that. It's going to make it flat. And you're not getting another one? In conclusion, stay in school. Be safe. Talk about your mental health issues. We will see you next week at 7 a.m. for a new episode. Where we will be talking up straight up foolery once again. Listen to all the other episodes before this so I don't get mad. Follow us on Twitter, Astral's Podcast. And that's it. Let's go Yankees. Sponsor us. And I love you, Aaron Judge. <laughs>